Austin, do you have anything to add to the podcast? <laughs> we should have Austin on the podcast. <laughs> he can talk about all the <laughs> understanding women bugs he's around. <laughs> all the understanding women. Have you gleaned any information? Another time. A bullet, just read us a bullet pointed list. And we'll tell you if you're right or wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be so funny. Welcome to Bubbles and Books, a podcast about two of the best things in life books and champagne. Brought to you by Amanda and Ellen, co owners of your local independent bookstore, Dogbeard Books in Inside Iowa. First, give me a cheers. Okay. Okay, we're ready. And books are sexy. Okay, are we ready to pop these bubbles yet? Okay, good. Y'all, we're drinking Tiamo Prosecco from Italy. Tiamo means I love you, right? Mm-hmm. That's Italian for I love you. If it was Spanish, it would be Te Amo, right? Oh my God. But Italian is Tiamo. I'm probably full of shit. I don't know anything. <laughs> I think you're correct. Yeah, and these are made from organic grapes. So we'll, we'll see. Well, shit. Let's see if this wine loves us or not. <laughs> oh, that's scary. We're using our shambangs. It's now the ritual. I sneezed. It's a careful pour. Was it loud enough for we you? We should take bets on whether how long our <laughs> shambangs <laughs> are gonna last before we break. I they've lasted longer than I would have thought. <laughs> no. We've One session. Like, like three weeks. <laughs> We might have to be demoted to plastic shampoos. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But, you know, we're high class. We need glass. That was a rhyme. You're so smart. I know. Okay. Our producer needs a glass as well. Are you the producer? I always forget. Producer. Okay. Sound editor, director. How is it? Smells sweet. <laughs> it's sweet, but it's not horribly sweet. Hmm. Interesting. I'll take it. It's a nice finish. <clears throat> a nice finish? What yeah. does that mean? Um, it doesn't leave a bad taste in my mouth when I'm done. Oh, okay. I, I want more. All right. What are we going to talk about? What are you reading, what? Ellen? <laughs> what we talk about every day. What are you reading? Um, a so, million things. Well, since we last saw each other, I've read a few things. Yep. Um, right now, I am reading Silver Nitrate by Sylvia Moreno-Garcia. This comes out in July. And I started it last night. So I made it a decent ways. But it's about um, this woman. It's Mexico, Mexico City, 1990s. She's a sound editor, and she works on sort of like low-budget films. And um, the other character is her best friend, the guy she's been pining for for years. They're both in their late 30s. He's like a disgraced former soap opera star. And they love horror movies. And he moves into a new apartment and his neighbor happens to be this director of these like cult classic horror films from the 70s. Very cool. And so I think it's going to get spooky. Interesting. That's where I'm at. Okay. Um, And then I actually finished yesterday 
Station Eleven by Emily St. John. Whoa. Which I've read her other stuff. That's the first one. And everyone's been telling me about the show. So I'm like, I really need to read the book. I don't know why I haven't. I've read her other books. And so I read that. Did you like it? Yeah, I loved it. What are you reading? I am reading, and this just feels like a treat. The Golden Spoon. Oh, I want to read that. So it's a new release already out, um, but I'm listening to it on audio. It's it's a baking competition one. Yes. It is like the Great British British Bake Off, but they call it Bake Week. And Mm. it takes place on the grounds of this estate in Vermont. So it has kind of this like Downton Abbey estate feel. Beautiful, um, historic building. Um, six characters, but it starts with a murder and then you go back four days. So somebody dies. It's clue plus great British bake off. And you have to figure out which, and it's alternating perspectives, which is really fun. So you get to meet, um, each of the six characters. There is a host who's been the host. Um, she's like Mary Berry, um, (laughs) She has been the host for 10 years, but her producers have said, hey, you have to um, bring on this co-host, this guy who's like the Hell's Kitchen guy. Um, And so she's (laughs) just like, this is not what my show's about. So you know there's tension at the start, and I am having a lot of fun with it. Except for one of the narrators sounds like the fake automated woman's voice like when you're on a telephone and it's like a woman's automated voice like your account number is three five nine seven <laughs> her voice sounds like that and I was really oh, weirded weird. out I I don't know but each character has uh their own narrator which is really fun too I like it sounds like one of those contestants maybe got a little salty mm-hmm Get too it. salty <laughs> I know. Fail. Hopefully the truth will rise. <laughs> <laughs> you are Are there funny. any other puns? <clears throat> um, Emily, you're a baker. Yes. Do you know any baking puns? She needs you to be a little more specific, she says. Don't not get her started. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but she was emphasizing the started. You got the dough. She got the started. You created a pun. This is what I love about a collaborative workspace. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? <laughs> We're so funny. <laughs> it's up for me. All right. So there's a lot of stupid shit happening in Iowa. Yeah. yeah. And I think we should talk about it at some point, but I think instead today we maybe just need to have a good time. Okay. How do you feel about that? I feel good too. Okay. I invented a game. I would like to know the game you've invented. It's called Is This a Real Title or Did It Come from Ellen's Brain? Ooh. Okay. Ooh. So it's there's two parts to this. You have to guess if it's a real title and then you have to guess briefly what the synopsis oh, might be shit. based on the, We can do that part together. Okay. All right. Real or from my brain? Satan's fanny pack. 
<laughs> I hope this is from your brain. <laughs> what do you think Satan's fanny pack would be about? If you were Satan and you had a fanny pack, what would you put in it? Oh yeah, suburban moms. Ooh. Rachel says so. It would have oracle sense on this. I like it. It okay. would be like um, blackmail against other moms. Um, like, well, it would have a phone that would have a lot of like snarky texts in it. That and it would probably have a vape pen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a suburban mom. So suburban moms use a lot of vape pens, at least in Colorado. That's how they get by. Just wait till you're a suburban mom. Yeah, then you'll know. You'll need the drugs. <laughs> Cheers. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, it was from my brain. Okay, good. But I think it would be a fun story to write. I, I was actually thinking of like... Idea. What would you think it was? I was thinking of like a literal Satan with a fanny pack. Cute. <laughs> it's someone you became friends with. Maybe. You know, Satan, you're like, hey, let's get together. You know let's what? go we to the zoo. Then I thought, look, I yeah. have a fanny pack too. Yeah. yeah. A Satan retelling. You know how. Oh my like, God. A Satan retelling. Like, historically, <laughs> like, certain myths, you know, are like. Satan was actually the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> Lucifer he got it all wrapped. Lucifer just wanted to have freedom. <laughs> I just wanted my own world to be myself. <sighs> <clears throat> Jennifer Murdley's Toad. Real. Correct. What do you think it's about? Mm-hmm. Obviously a toad. I really hope it's a middle grade novel. I really hope it's a middle grade novel. <laughs> I believe it is. Oh, thank God. Um, it sounds like a middle grade novel. Um, I think it, is it like a retelling of um, The Frog Princess? I have no idea what it's about. <laughs> I think the toad talks to her. We should um, make a one called Jennifer Murder Lee's Toad. Oh. And the toad murders people. On her it's behalf. A killer, it's a killer toad. Yeah, yeah like people her who bully her at school. The toad sneaks she in at night. She can keep it in night, her fanny pack. In her fanny pack. <laughs> All right. Alone in the kitchen with an eggplant. Made up. Real. Holy shit. <laughs> now you have to tell me. What is it about? Well, I mean. Ooh. Ooh. It is. <laughs> it's smut. No. Yes. That's what eggplants are. Right? I know. I mean, it could be. There could be another take on it. Because she's alone. Finally. With her eggplant. I think it's like just a cookbook about cooking recipes for one. <laughs> okay. But you know what? If you were alone in your kitchen and all you had was an eggplant and you needed a good time, maybe. <laughs> Confessions of cooking for one and dining alone. There. But it sounds smutty. Sounds a little smutty. Hey, this eggplant is sliced um, into a tower of eggplant slices. So if it is about dicks or fake dicks <laughs> or dildos, <laughs> bad stuff happens. The mandolin gets involved. <laughs> I one time used a mandolin without. <laughs> Where's this going? Without the guard, because you know you're never supposed to like use just your hand at the end. And I decided I need to slice a few more potatoes off of my potato stump, and I 
took the fingerprints off about three of my fingers. So oh, it was really bloody. That, that was me atrocious. alone in the kitchen with Amanda Lynn. <laughs> no. Ugh. The day was over. <laughs> Brouhaha at the dentist. Real. Fake. <laughs> okay, this is a murder mystery it that involves be. male witches <laughs> that nobody knew that they were real. So you're in the waiting room and all of a sudden crazy shit happens. And you go to the back and you're like, what happened? And magical things have happened. And like, it's concerning. <laughs> that the is, dentist. That is one thing. Uh, or you could... Um, your dentist could for- have forgotten to give you anesthesia or like numbed where they're going to give you a root canal or something. And then that would piss you off. Mm-hmm. And so you killed them. <laughs> I actually was given. You kicked them in the nuts and then you killed them. <laughs> I actually was given too much anesthesia once in Kansas City and I thought I was dying. And I was like, this is the end. That's why it no got one likes dark. Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> I actually called my dentist here back at home, Dr. Justin Hampton, I love you, at North Grand Dental. Um, And I was crying to him. I was like, I think they gave me too much anesthesia. He's like, it's okay. (laughs) And so I came home and he fixed my teeth. Well, they look great. Thanks. The magician's wardrobe malfunction. Real. Fake. Oh, my God. Okay, what would it be? Magicians typically wear robes, but not always. But you're talking about the wardrobe. Oh, are you talking like about? I was thinking also about the cupboard. Oh. I was thinking about the cupboard. Oh, what if they had someone in a wardrobe and they were going to saw them in half? And that yeah, malfunction with oops. And they open it up they and they're legit dead. But in this story, yeah. Rachel, they cut the wardrobe in half with a chainsaw. And it's really gross. And the trick didn't work because their person was in there and didn't get through the trap door. And then the magician flees and it's about their life in hiding and trying to not get caught for the murder. Or alternatively, they forgot to zip up their fly when they went on stage. Oh, yeah. That works, too. What do you think, Rachel? Will you read me the title again? The Magician's Wardrobe Malfunction. I think I liked Amanda's idea where it's like a Narnia situation, but Ooh. they're supposed to like send the person that goes into the wardrobe to like somewhere else in the audience, but they end up sending them to like a magical a really world world where they have to fight for their life and like trying to learn how to escape because they don't know how they got there. Because the magician didn't. Oh my god! What if they, they go go into the Blair Witch Project Woods? The, ma- the magician <laughs> didn't realize that they were using a real magic wardrobe. Yeah, they thought it was just like a hygiene wardrobe because they bought it on the black market. That's really good. You know what? If a magician can't identify magical things, well, it wasn't a real magician. Was the musician magician? <laughs> was the magician licensed? That's no. what I want to know. Do you have to be licensed? Well, in this world, know? in this world, you do. Yeah. Unlicensed. She asked me what I thought. Mm. Okay. And the bride wore plaid. True. I keep thinking they're real. I'll believe anything. I'm very gullible. (laughs) It is a real title. Um, It's totally a Scottish Highlands 
I mean, like, yes, it is. Romance. But also, like, there's an implication here. Like, and the bride wore plaid. So what did the other people wear? Hmm. Yeah, the and is very like like the groom wore khakis and the bride wore plaid. I think it should just be the bride wore plaid, not and. Yeah, because that's that's like a whole other yeah know, thing you could dig into. Yeah, and it's just let's be straightforward. It could be like because the book's probably very straightforward. The bride killed her fiance and, and wore, wore plaid. plaid. Uh huh. Yeah. But then she wouldn't have been a bride. She just would have been a murderous fiance. True. Never would have made it. Maybe she picked a different one. Yeah, maybe she murdered her original fiance. So that she could marry the Scottish Highlands muscle man. Wouldn't we all? Melanie's melancholy melody. (laughs) I'm just going to say they're all true. Sorry. (laughs) No, I made that one up. So Melanie is... A sad middle schooler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Definitely makes me think of middle school. You had the yearbooks out? Yeah. And she's like walking in nature and she starts singing. Yeah. What would her melody be? <laughs> but she's going to make it as a star. Everyone thinks she's just this loner loser. But her melancholy melody. Ooh, she goes on American Idol. Yeah. And everyone resonates with her painful like Alanis Morissette, but like <laughs> tempered. But 12. Yeah. <laughs> Four rays into a nincompoop's head. Holy shit. <laughs> you made it up. No, it's <laughs> real. <laughs> How did you know? I just knew. <laughs> it seems like a, like a middle grade book. Four you, rays, you, you though? Would, you would foray into their mind and be like, no thanks. Turn around and leave. <laughs> I feel like a foray, like that's not a, is not a middle grade. Foray. Into a nin cum poop. Nin cum poop dead. <laughs> oh my god, I can't spell nin cum poop. Let's find out how to spell nin cum poop, people. N- spell it. N i n c o m p o o p. I did spell it. Is four a spelled wrong? It is. Okay. <laughs> Everyone just got a spelling lesson. We, we like to it. educate on this podcast. Well, it's not pulling up for me. I've got a link here. Okay. I want to know who's the intended audience. It's a collection of poetry. Wow. Okay. This makes sense. The eclectic combination of foray and nincompoop. Mm-hmm. It is poetry. Beautiful. It is beautiful. Rollerblading is my life. <laughs> <laughs> Fake. Yours. Real. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I like how straightforward this author is. I know. It's like, I don't need to like But is it true? Rollerblading is my life. I was a rollerblader for a good number of years. <laughs> I used to rollerblade my golden retriever through the neighborhood. Kind of feel a little bad about that. It's probably a little bit of high pace for the old gal. <laughs> I wonder if I could still do it. Were you a rollerblader? Yeah, just around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They were cool. They were so cool. I don't know if I would get rollerblades again or whether I would get roller skates because those are cool too. Yeah. I do like going to the skating rink. You can go and I'll sit on the sidelines and say, good job. Okay, what's up next? <clears throat> this is the last one. Mm-hmm. 150 ways to make a gin and tonic. True. 
False. How many ways could there be? <laughs> I bet there's that I mean, many. okay, maybe, but like. You gin, do love a gin and tonic. And tonic. But there's all the types of gin and tonics. Like, and then there's what? like so How? many tonics. There's many flavors like, of tonics. Oh, God. 150? Um, I am sure a bartender. Here's one that's just seven Everyone gin and tonics. Everyone drop your gin and tonic recipes into the... Okay, here's one called a comments. gin sonic. Um, let's see. Ooh, it's famous in Japan. It gets soda and tonic water. That's why it's called a sonic. Ooh. Coffee and cigarettes. This is another one. I know. Denver's Spanish influenced restaurant, Ultrea. Um, they make a coffee liqueur and cute tonic water and Colorado gin with notes of cinnamon and cardamom. Look how good your gin and tonic could be. Make it for me. Yeah, I'll work on it. Pink gin and tonic. That sounds really good. Okay. That's Thank you I for have. that game. I really needed. That lightning um, in this world. Thank you for giving that to us, Helen. You're welcome. And Emily, if you ever need me to come to your writer's lab and propose some potential titles, we can workshop some of these. I love it. It would be a nice little icebreaker. Like, right, five minutes. Write the story. Oh. Write the synopsis. <laughs> She's so good. Okay, what's popping at the store this week? Well, first we have to talk about what's coming out. Oh, but they're popping. Those no, those titles are aren't on the front they table, popping like popcorn. <laughs> but let's not set the timer for five minutes. Just one and a half perfectly popped bag of popcorn. What's coming out this week? A novel from Jeanette Walls, who you may know from the memoir, The Glass, Glass Castle. Castle. It's so beautiful. It's called Hang the Moon. So in this story, um, similar setting to Glass Castle in that part of the country, the yeah. South, and it's about um, this girl, Sally. This is the turn of the 20th century, and <clears throat> she's in this um, sort of wealthy family. Her dad is has a lot of influence in the community, but he's an asshole and abusive, um, and then her mother is killed in a violent interaction with the father he remarries has a son and sally the girl um, is sort of a mentor to the son to, to her little brother something bad happens she's cast out she's banished from the family comes back years later as an adult and becomes a bootlegger Ooh, i but love it all kinds of like family drama i love it i love the bootlegging scene with a female protagonist all right and then we've got quite a few, a couple of good books coming out in paperback this week. Um, Crying in H Mart. That is going to be amazing. I love this memoir. If I could ever write a memoir, it would. I would want it to have the same tone as Crying in H Mart. It's this perfect blend of anecdotes and emotion, and it's about relationships and family, uh, she and her mother, and how they bonded over food even when they couldn't get along they couldn't talk they had no connection other than the shared love of food yep. um so it's it's a coming of age memoir it's about a young girl figuring out who she is and her evolving relationship with a very um specific mother 
a very... It's uh, a great memoir. Yeah. It's one of the best ones I've ever read. Yeah, agreed. And then we have Sea of Tranquility by Emily St. John Mondale. I love this book. It was one of my favorite books last year. It's a little bit sci-fi, speculative fiction, um, pandemic type of novel. And if you've ever read anything by her, you just know that her writing's beautiful. It's mysterious Mm -hmm. in a beautiful way. Dogman 11, 20,000 fleas under the sea. So we have like gobs and gobs of this book because the little kiddos are going to eat it up. Get your copy. My kids love Dogman. Yeah. And my husband actually enjoys reading Dogman to the kids. It's funny. And the illustrations are great. So come grab Dogman number 11. And then Party Hardy Kitty Corn by Shannon Hale. Okay. Um, Itty Bitty Kitty Corn has been like, a bestseller for the, the entire time oh, we've been open, as long as it's been like on our shelves. It's a very popular book about a kitty who believes um, they're a unicorn and the relationship they they form with an actual unicorn. So kitties, Beautiful. unicorns, pretty sparkly cover. It's going to be a fan favorite. Okay, what's okay. popping at the store? What's popping at the store? Amanda, tomorrow, Wednesday... I will, (laughs) I'll be reading probably Party Hardy Kitty Horn. Um, Kitty Corn. corn. Sorry, I said horn. Uh, With Lovey. So we'll have that. We'll probably throw in an Easter book. Um, It's the last day of Women's History Month. So so we might throw in a a biography picture book of a great female leader. So that's what's up. Saturday at 10 a.m. we have Emily's Writer's Lab, which is just Emily, do you know what you're going to be doing that Writer's Lab? this writer's lab will focus on character creation and describing characters it's going to be led by crystal campa who is a student in the mfa program so we're looking forward to it that sounds really cool sunday the the teachers are talking at two o'clock sunday sats they are reading a sad book Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing by Matthew Perry, which has really resonated with quite a lot of people. It's about his outstanding uh, recovery from addiction. Congrats to Matthew Perry on writing that one. And then Monday, April 3rd at 7 o'clock, we have Emerging Writers with the MFA Creative Writing Program at Iowa State. I wish I was creative like those people. You are. I look can write like a paragraph. Look at magician's wardrobe malfunction. Zane's fanny pack. Brouhaha the dentist. You're a genius. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, all right. Keep the champagne flowing and the, the books, books going. Chabong. Remember, uh, subscribe, like, follow. Because you want to find out what's happening in dog-eared books every single week. Yep. And if you don't live in Ames, you can always follow us on social or hit our website to order books. Follow us at at dog-eared books Ames or at dog-eared books on TikTok. All right, listeners, keep the champagne flowing and the books going. This is so great. It's so great. (laughs)